you look in your Bible and you look towards the front of the Bible, and there is a table of contents right there, okay? Just like any other book has a table of contents, here's the different chapters and different books that are in there. And so in mine, I go to Acts 7.03, so page 703 in my Bible is the book of Acts, so there's chapter 1, so I start flipping over until I find Acts chapter number 16, Acts chapter number 16, that's in your New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and then the book of Acts, Acts chapter number 16. Uh, if you don't have your Bible, that's okay, we always put it up there on the screen, just so you can follow along as well, so if you're either looking at it in your Bible right now, or you're almost there, okay, here's some flipping still going on, or you're looking up on the screen, if it's in your Bible or on the screen, if you're there, say, I'm there. All right, here we go, verse 11. Therefore, loosing from uh, Troas, or Trias, we, saw, we came with a straight course unto Samothracia, and the next day to Neapolis, and from thence to Philippi, which is the chief city of that part of Macedonia, and a colony. And we were in that city abiding certain days. And on the Sabbath, we went out of the city by a riverside, where prayer was wont to be made, and we sat down and spake unto the women which resorted thither. And a, swore, a certain woman named Lydia, a seller of purple of the city of Thyatira, which worshipped God, heard us, whose heart the Lord opened, that she attended unto the things which were spoken of Paul. And when she was baptized in her household, she besought us, saying, If ye have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come into my house and abide there. And she constrained them. And it came to pass, as we went to pray, a certain damsel possessed with the spirit of deviation, di- divination, excuse me, met us, which brought her masters much gain by soothsaying. The same followed Paul and us and cried, saying, These men are the servants of the Most High God, which show unto us the way of salvation. And this did she many days, but Paul, being grieved, turned and said to the Spirit, I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out of her, came out the same hour. Lord, thank you so much for your word. Thank you so much for your word. Lord, the words in this book, the book, the Holy Bible, are the words of life. And Lord, I pray that this time, Lord God, is not a time that we are hoping to get done with and out of here quickly so we can move on to the next activity. Lord, I, don't, I, don't, I pray that this is not just something where we've got to check off the list. Lord, I pray that this, even, this isn't even a time where God, where we receive it today, but we don't do anything with it tomorrow or the next. Lord, I pray that this would be something that we would glean from your word, a truth that we can take with us and hold. And Lord, it would change us and grow us and mold us into your son, Jesus. So Lord, we thank you for this time, Lord God, we give it to you. In your wonderful name we pray, amen. Amen. You may be seated. You may be seated. Now, it's a little dangerous what's about to happen here. It's a little dangerous what's about to happen here because I have no outline. Now, why do I say that's dangerous? <laughs> One, because I have no outline, I don't know exactly what could happen from the standpoint of the length of the message. It could be a positive thing. It could be he has no outline, he may go shorter today. You never know. Okay? He has no outline, he may go a little Now, when I say I don't have an outline, that doesn't mean I haven't studied. Okay, so I have studied. And, and this is not a typical Mother's Day message. This is where we are in the book of Acts. If you're new with us and you're like, where's the Mother's Day message coming from? We are going to talk to the mothers, and we are going to have some part of that in this, in this message. 
but really this is where we are in the scripture, okay? And what's really cool is that where we are in the scripture, we're talking about two women. And, and so there you go. We have some, this will help you from the standpoint, if you're, if you're a mom, that must be your woman, so there you go, all right? Happy Mother's Day, all right? But what we're going to do is, is, is I, and I really have been burdened about this recently, is so many times I feel like in, in the church that when it comes to our Bible, the only thing we know is what the preacher tells us. And really, from the standpoint of, of, is that really what it needs to be? That, that the only Bible that we get is what comes out of my mouth every Sunday morning or possibly on a Wednesday night. Because this is something that can help all of us say amen. amen. This is also something that we need to be reading on a daily basis. Amen? amen. Okay? And so, so, I know I've heard this before. Well, you know, Buchanan, it's hard to understand and all this kind of stuff. And here's the biggest thing I've learned. That if you want to understand your Bible, here's the deal. One, read slow. It's not, it's not a race. It's not a competition. It's not a, hey, let's get this out of the way and done. Read slow, and then read it a bunch. Like, if you read a section of Scripture, I, I posted, um, and I don't post on Facebook a lot, but I've posted two different verses this week. Um, we, we've been walking through the book of Psalms, and, and we have kind of divvied from that on Wednesday night. If you're not coming on Wednesday night, and you can, please start coming on Wednesday night. It's been good. And that's all I'm going to tell you, okay? All right? Uh, if you're like, I don't want to hear somebody preach for an hour uh, in a section of Scripture, good, because I'm not doing that anymore, okay? But, but we're, just, we're just taking some time, and we're praying, and we're praising, and we're having a good time, what God's doing. Uh, but but from, from, the, from the standpoint of, I said that, and I've lost my train of thought. I apologize. Uh, but but when we're talking about, okay, how do, we, how do we get from this Bible and this Word and all that kind of stuff, is reading it slow, but uh, uh, Facebook. I almost lost it. See, that's why I need an outline. So there you go, <laughs> Facebook. But I, I, I've been reading through the Psalms because we're not, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get through Psalm 150. I'm going to finish out the Psalms. But I've kind of read ahead, I'll be honest with you. And one of the, one of the, I was reading through a, a Psalm, and it talked about that, 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 it, that the brethren will dwell in unity. I think it was Psalm 130-something or whatever. I'll look at my, my Facebook later. Please don't look at it now. But it, but it just kind of hit me, and I posted it. Then, then I read the, uh, yeah, uh, a couple of days ago, or maybe yesterday, um, the verse that says, Search me, O God, and know me, and see if there be any wicked way in me. And I posted that. You know why I posted that? Because at that moment I read it, and that hit me. And I needed to say, hey, God, search me. Because there's something in me that needs to be out of me so that I can pursue after you. Like, get that out of me. And so here's what we're going to do today. This is what's kind of weird. I know y'all are like, what are we doing? We're going to walk down these verses we're going to look at some things. We're going to, I, and all I did was I asked some, I, 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 this is how I studied this week. I did look at some commentary, but I literally read this probably 20 times. And then I got a Bible dictionary, an 1828 Bible dictionary. Okay, you, you may want to write that down if you're ever wondering, what, what, what does this word mean? If you're looking at the King James, you need to look at an 1828 dictionary, and you can see what that word means in the 1828 dictionary. So here's where we're going to start, verse 11. If everybody's at verse 11, verse 11, there we go. Everybody there, say Amen. All right, this is great. Therefore, loosing, that means sailing, okay, or going away, okay, from, uh, from Trias. We came into a straightway course to Samothracia, <laughs> and the next day to Neapolis. Now, here's what I want to notice in verse 11, the word, the, the word we, we. Now, the writer of the book of Acts is, is, is Luke. Same person that wrote Luke, the gospel of Luke, is also the writer of Acts. Now, here's why I want you all to see this is important, okay? All, all the Bible is inspired, say amen. Okay, all Scripture is given by the inspiration of God, and it's probable for proof, for correction, for, for, for doctrine, for proof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. I almost missed it, okay? All right? 
It's all inspired, okay? So God, God uh, used holy men, and, and they wrote exactly what God wanted on that. But on this one, what we see here, from this standpoint, Paul's on his second missionary journey. He uses the word we. So that means everything you read from this point forward, Luke is not just writing about what he's heard. He's writing about what he experienced. Luke is on this trip with Paul and Silas and Timothy, okay? So we. So just on a, on a there's going to be some commercials here, all right? But as much as you say, well, I don't know if I believe all the Bible, okay? First of all, you need to believe the Bible because it is God's holy word without error. Say amen. amen. Okay, that's it. Okay, it's, it's, it's God-breathed. The word inspiration means God-breathed, all right? But also from the standpoint, there's an eyewitness account. What happened in this section of Scripture, there is an eyewitness who is writing down what he saw, okay? So that's important, all right? So there we go. So here we go. And then verse 12. From thence to Philippi, which is the chief city of that part of Macedonia. Last week, we talked about the Macedonian call. And so God has specifically told Paul and Silas, and now we know Timothy and Luke, to go to this particular area. And Philippi, which is that chief city, kind of the the city hub of that area, and a colony. It was a Roman colony. And we were in that city abiding certain days. So they're in that city. Verse 13, look at this. And on the Sabbath... We went out of the city by a riverside where prayer was wont. The word want means habit or custom. Habit or custom, okay? So we went, where prayer was wont to be made. So it was custom for prayer to be made outside the city. Some of my studies, the reason why there was not a synagogue in this place is that in order to have a synagogue, you had to have ten Jewish men in a place. So you don't even have ten Jewish men to come together to form a synagogue. And so what they're doing is you have you have. You have, you have Jewish people there that are going to these places, and I'll tell, you, I'll tell you why she's Jewish, okay? They're going outside the city, and they're still meeting with God. Where prayer was wont to be made, and we sat down and spake unto the women which resorted thither. Or basically, they were re- regularly gathering there in that particular place, okay? So here we go. So uh, Paul, Silas, Timothy, Luke, they go outside the city where there's prayer being made. They sat down, and they start speaking to the women that are there. Verse 14, and a certain woman named Lydia, a seller of purple, okay, a seller of purple. Now, um, anything that had purple dye or whatever was extremely expensive, extremely valuable. So here's what she is. She's a businesswoman, okay? Lydia is a businesswoman, and, and because of what she sells, she's probably well off. She's pretty well off, so that's who they first talk to, and, and, and so the, or I shouldn't say they start talking to all the women, and there's this particular woman. And she's of the city of Thyatira, so that's where her, her, she's born from, or that's kind of her hometown, which worshiped God. Worshiped God. Now, what's important that you see here, this is not, what worshiped God means that she was a Jew, she worshiped God Jehovah, okay? But that doesn't mean that she was following Jesus, all right? So just so we know, so look, here's how we can identify her. She was a businesswoman, but she was a very religious woman. She was a very religious woman, Okay? She did the things. She, she, would, she would pray the prayers. If there, if, there was, if there was a synagogue there, she would go to the temple. She would do these things. And so she would go to all these things and all these religious activities. So she worshiped God, but not necessarily did she know Jesus. Okay, and notice this. Which worship God heard us. Okay, heard us. So, so she hears what's talking. Look, look at this. Whose heart the Lord opened. Now here's another commercial. Here's another commercial. The Lord opened her heart. But my question is, have you, have you come today with an open heart? 
Have you come today with a, the, and this is, uh, I've even been guilty of this. And I don't know why, why, why we do this sometimes. We, we come to church and we come with an attitude of, I'm here because I'm supposed to be here. We, we, we come to church with, with an idea of, um, I'll get to see my buddies and my friends. We, we come to church, let me say this, we come to church saying, uh, I hope the pe- preacher has something good for me today. Bless me if you can, right? Or we come, or, or we come even sometimes with a critical, critical spirit where we're trying to dissect everything that he's saying. And so what, here's the thing, if you want to receive from the Lord today, open your heart. Open your heart. Say, Lord, speak to me. Speak to me. Here's what's interesting. When, when, when I ever read my Bible on a personal basis, and I just read it from the reading's sake, there's multiple times where I've read the chapter, but I haven't heard from God. But when I start from this mentality, God, open my heart. Show me what you want to show me. Like, help me to see you in a greater way. Every time I pray that prayer, guess what? God shows me something. Every time. And so we have to have an open heart. Now, here's the deal. Now, it's twofold on here. First of all, the Lord opened her heart, okay? That's important, okay, because we're going to see it from the standpoint of just salvation in general, that, that, that we're not the one who, who's, who's, who's opening the heart of, of, of a sinner. It's God, say amen, okay? Now, I'm from the salvation side of it. But on the other side of it, well, God can be trying to open our heart, and we're saying, no, God, no, you can't have it. This is my heart, and I'm going to do whatever I want with it. But the Lord opened her heart. And so the thing is, is that I, I believe this. If we, if we all came together today, I truly believe that the Lord wants everybody's hearts open today. Would you agree? Everybody's hearts want to be open. But on the other side, did you come with a mentality of, if God tries to open my heart, I'm willing to let him open it? Commercial. Here we go. Let's look at this. That she attended unto the things which were spoken of Paul. Now notice, there's a, there's a, there, we have here, we have heard us, let's, which words of God heard us. Okay, so she heard something, whose heart the Lord opened, that she attended unto the things which are spoken. There's a difference between hearing and listening. Say amen. amen. Big difference. Big difference. And so she heard, and even from the standpoint, we don't know for sure, but it may be that, that they were talking to the women over here, and here's Lydia over here kind of hearing some stuff. And she hears things, but that doesn't mean that she's actually receiving what she's hearing. But yet the Lord opened her heart, and she attended unto the things that Paul spoke. Like she was like, and, and that's, a, that, again, going back to where we are from the standpoint. Do we come with the mentality of, I want to hear from God. I want to hear from God. Now, I explained last week, do we, are, am I going to hear from the audible voice of God? If you've heard the audible voice of God, well, you haven't, okay? So I'm just letting you know that, all right? Because I've never heard it. But, but does that mean that God can't speak to us? God can speak to us, okay? From the stand, standpoint of his word, but primarily through his word, amen? Okay? And even, I, I tried to help somebody out with this, um, and I, I'm not going to rehash something that, that a, a circumstance or whatever, but I, I do have to address it. From the standpoint of when I talk about the Holy Spirit and guidance, that I have in my life, I can't really definitively say all the time that this is exactly what God is. I feel an, a, a direction. I feel an urge. I, but all that kind of stuff. But here's the deal. It takes faith, right? Now, and here's what I'm trying to tell you. The, and we talked about this last week. It, it, 
With the Holy Spirit, there's faith. Okay? With the Bible, it's black and white. Black and white. And so here we go, that, that, that she's, she's, she's attending to the things which were spoken of Paul. Now notice this, verse 15, and when she was baptized, okay? So what are the things that Paul's talking about? The things that Paul is talking about, he's talking about Jesus. He's talking about Jesus. One thing that's really cool, and I'm going to, again, you are going to think this is, this is the craziest thing. I may never do this again, David. You never know. We'll see what happens. But notice where they went to share Jesus first with the religious folk. We've talked about this before, and I'm going to do better about this. And I'll go ahead and announce this now. One thing that we're going to, we're going to put out there for this summer, we're not doing groups this summer, and one thing that we're going to do is we're going to break bread with some people. And I, I, I'm, I'm formally announcing it, okay? I'm encouraging every single person in this church, I want you to break bread with somebody this, this summer that you've never broken bread with. Now, what does that mean about breaking bread? That means you get down and you eat something. Say amen. 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 I want you to break bread. And, and here's what I want you to do. I want you to break bread. I want you to break bread. If you're a couple, I want you to break bread with a couple. But if you're a couple, I want that, one, that, that lady, I want you to go find you another lady, preferably a single lady. Okay? If you're a guy, I want you to find another guy, preferably a, a single guy. And I want you to break bread with them. So I'm, I'm formally announcing this. Okay? In June, July, August, two people, two people a month. We can do that. <laughs> okay? Some of you are like, I'll do seven. I'll do seven people a month. <laughs> like, why are we eating all the time? Because, because Buchanan said we should. All right? But I want you to break bread with somebody. And here's the deal about breaking bread with people. And I'm just going to tell you what I'm going to do. What I'm going to do is I want to talk to people. And I want, first of all, I want to pray with people when I break bread with them. And I also want to hear your salvation story. Some of you are like, oh, my gosh, I'm not breaking bread with Buchanan. <laughs> all right? But, but some of the things, like, we need to know those things. And some of the people are like, well, who do I need to witness to? Maybe the person you need to witness to is the person right beside you. Because maybe they don't know Jesus. So she's baptized. She's baptized, all right? And so baptism is an identification. It's not a requirement of salvation, but we know it's from identification. So she put her faith and trust in Jesus because then she, went, she got baptized. And notice this. Here's your Mother's Day message. And what? Oh, come on. And her household, okay? And her household. Now, Again, from the standpoint, we know this, salvation is a personal decision. Say amen. amen. It's a personal, individual decision. And so she was baptized and her household. So there were people that were baptized in her household, which means there were people in her household that put their faith in Jesus as well. Now, here's your Mother's Day message, okay? It started with her. Let me help you with this. It started with Mama. Okay? And some of your mamas are like, well, Mother's Day is supposed to be y'all tell sweet and wonderful things to mamas. And then Father's Day is like, you dirty, rotten scoundrel. Get yourself right. You know what I mean? Like the whole, if y'all haven't been in church in a while, it seems like Father's Day they beat up on the men. And on Mother's Day they're like, oh, we love you, women, okay? But I'm going to challenge you a little bit, ladies. How are you bringing Jesus into your household? Because mama's got some influence, say Amen. You got some influence. Now, let me help you with this. Men, you're not off the hook. Okay? Because the problem with, I'm telling you, the problem with a lot of our homes is that, that, that the only person bringing Jesus in the household is the, male, is the mama. And dads you, dads, you are the leader of your home. And let me help you with this. That includes being the spiritual leader of your home. Say amen, men. Y'all don't like that. <laughs> but mamas, you got some influence. 
You can bring some Jesus in that house. And so with Lydia, she was baptized and her whole household. She, so she brought Jesus into her household. So that's my question to you. Like, here's what's really cool about parenting. Parenting. Your kid, your kid could get, could get all A's. Your kid could be the star on the sports team. Your kid could be the featured band performer. Like you go, to the mar- you go to the football game, and there's the kid playing the one trumpet, you know? Your kid could be that. Your, your kid could be all these things. But here's the deal. If your kid get, does really well in school, excels in extracurricular activities, even like does, has a good driving record, okay, but they don't know Jesus, I mean, guess what? That's still a loss. That's still a loss. Now, again... It's a personal, individual decision, all right? So don't, I don't want you to feel the, the, the weight of, if my kids don't get saved in my household, I did something wrong, okay? It's their personal decision they have to make. But on the flip side, have you done everything you can to bring Jesus into your home? Have you done everything you can to bring Jesus into your home? And, and I, I was having a conversation. I was having a conversation with someone and this whole discipleship stuff we're looking at in the fall. And, and in some ways, the discipleship, I'm like, okay, how do we, how do we disciple teenagers? Because the teenagers need to get discipleship stuff just as much as the adults do. And my initial reaction was, we need to figure out something in the student ministry that's on a separate day or a separate time or Wednesday or whatever that. But here's the first option. What about dads discipling their sons? What about moms discipling their daughters? What about that? What if if a family got together and they all got out and said, okay, we're all going to do discipleship tonight, all right? You read the scripture, all that kind of stuff. We're going to memorize verse together, do devotions, all that kind of stuff. Let me help you with this. It's not your only ministry, but your family is your first ministry. It's your first ministry. It's not your only ministry. Because some people will say, I'm just going to be with my family, and that's the only people I'm going to share Jesus with. Let me help you with this. You've got to share Jesus with your family and everybody else too. Okay? You can't, can't, but, but here's the deal. If you can go, Cameron, if we go to Guatemala, and we tell people about Jesus in Guatemala, but we're not willing to bring it into our own home, there's no reason we need to go to Guatemala. That's a pretty bold statement, isn't it? But if we're willing to go tell, Je- about, tell people in a foreign country about Jesus, we should be willing to tell somebody in our own household about Jesus. Say amen. amen. Starting to get my flow. <laughs> There's the Mother's Day part. And when he, she was baptized in her household, she besought them, okay, or requested them, saying, If you have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come into my house and abide there. And she constrained them. Now, let me help you with this. This is another reason why you need to uh, have a Bible dictionary readily available. Because that word constrained can mean a lot of things. Okay? The first definition of constrained is to tie them up. <laughs> so I guess if you want to take it from that perspective, <laughs> Lydia and her household said, right, we found Jesus, now we're keeping you in here. Put him in the closet. All right? We'll bring you out when we need more Jesus. That's a joke. Okay, all right, so, but the, another definition of constrained, if you go on down, it's got multiple definitions. It's amazing how the English language, you can have one word that means seven different things, right? The, 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 the word constrained means to urge. She urged him. She said, look, like, and, and here's what's really cool about this. Uh, she realized, she realized that salvation 
was not just all there was to the Christian faith. She felt like, hey, I know, I've been I know I'm saved, I've been baptized, that's great and wonderful, but there's more you can give us. There's more you can tell us. Like here's, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help you with this, that we don't work for our salvation, but the, but the, but the Bible does say that we, we need to work out our salvation. I, 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 was, I was listening to something this week, and, 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 and I'll tell you this thing. Um, what, what, uh, what, what date was your firstborn? Your wife's not in here, so you can, be, you can fudge on the date. Okay, so what's the, what's the birthday of your firstborn? November 13th of what year? Ooh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hey, our little secret, okay? Okay, all right. Do you need to text your wife real quick and find out? Okay, gotcha. Anybody feel like they can say that? You're firstborn. Okay, got it? 3705, okay? I was really hoping God was going to do that to redeem you, Drew. But it's okay. So that, no, he didn't redeem you. It was the fact that you just couldn't. Okay? All right. So um, uh, help me out here. I, I know who you are, okay? Tell me the date again. 3705. So if I'm doing that right, March 7th of 2005, okay? March 7th of 2005, you became a mother. Okay, I'm, help me, stay with me on this, okay? You became a mother. Here's what you could have done. On this date, I'm a mother. And then you could have stopped there. <laughs> like, I, I have a definitive date when I was a mother. Now, are you still a mother? Okay, are there still things you have to do as a mother? <laughs> Elliot's like, I love you, mama. <laughs> and and they're just like, get off me, all right? <laughs> But just because you became a mother on that date doesn't mean that you stopped being a mother. Now, let me ask this question. Have you grown as a mother? Are you a better mother today than what you were the day? Okay, let me This is great. This is great. When you became a mother, were you like, what is that? You ought to see my face. That's what I did. I was like really happy. And I was like, we're taking him home? <laughs> like, <laughs> you want to go with us? <laughs> I tell this quick story. I'm so I apologize. So <laughs> Riley's gonna hate me. It's okay. Um, but it's it, it, you were young, okay? But we 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 were the parents that when they were like, okay, do you want to send them to the nursery, why, why, like at night, so y'all can get some rest? And we were like, that's awesome, that's great. So we send them to the nursery every single time. And I'm like, this is awesome. This is great. So there's, so I'm thinking we're gonna go home, and it's just gonna be like it was in the nursery because we got great sleep in the hospital. Everything was fine. Didn't hear him cry one time or whatever. He cried. Oh my gosh, he cried. It was three o'clock in the morning, and we're calling. We're calling. We're calling my mother-in-law, saying, oh, "I don't know what we're doing here, boys. It's just. I mean, I just said three o'clock in the morning. He just won't stop crying. Please, look. Can he come over? Can he take him forever? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> A little bit different." I was just like, where's the instruction manual? Please tell me what the instruction manual is. Please. And my mother-in-law said, there is no instruction manual. But you grew in, 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 in you, like, salvation, yes. But we are working out our salvation, right? With, it says with fear and trembling, okay? 
There's this whole thing. Like, as, as a dad, I was working out, being a dad, in fear and trembling. All right? But, but from the standpoint of, of reverence and, and, and saying, okay, man, I don't, I don't know this whole salvation thing, but, but God continued to work it out in me. And that's what Lydia saw. She's like, look, this is not just about a moment in time. We have to know more about Jesus. We have to grow in Jesus. We have to become more like Jesus. And so she said, please stay with us. Y'all enjoying the commercials? <laughs> okay, good. I don't know. I, I didn't give y'all time to answer. So that was just me saying, okay, good. Verse 16. And it came to pass as we went to pray. So they're still in the act of praying and, and still in this area. So they're staying in that particular area. And a certain damsel. Now, a damsel is a young woman. Okay? So, so we have Lydia who is an... an, an uh, and I'm not trying to say that she's older per se, but... We do know that it's her and her household, so in some way, shape, or form, she is in, in, in a way of influence in that household, so she's probably at least a mother, maybe a grandmother, and she's a seller of purple, so she's a successful businesswoman, but then we see a certain damsel, okay, so a young woman, so we see an old, older businesswoman, and then we see a certain damsel, a young woman, possessed with the spirit of divination. Now, divination means foretelling foretelling okay she's a fortune teller she's a fortune teller now let me help you with this the reason why she's a fortune teller because she's possessed <laughs> okay so if you want to go on the side of the road and go to the fortune teller <laughs> if she tells your fortune she demon possessed okay <laughs> leave her alone uh, met us which brought her masters much gain by soothsaying so not only is she a young woman but she's a slave girl she's a slave girl because she has masters, okay? If you have a master, obviously you're a slave, right? Okay? So she has, she's a, sl- a young slave girl who's demon-possessed, who these, who these masters have found her, and basically they go around different places and say, hey, tell their fortune, okay? Oh, like, oh, you want to hear the fortune? You got to give me some money. You got to give me some money. Sue's saying is the act of fortune-telling, okay? All right? So she, they're going around and taking this young girl who's demon-possessed and making money, off the fact that she's telling, she's fortune telling. Now notice this in verse 17. The same followed Paul and us, okay? So now what this is, is the same there is the girl. The demon-possessed girl follows after Paul and us and cried, saying, These men are the servants of the Most High God, which show unto us the way of salvation. Now isn't that interesting? We have a demon-possessed girl that is proclaiming they, they are the servants of the Most High God, and they've come to bring salvation to us all. Okay? Now, does that mean that demon was saved? Come on. No. No. Okay? Now, here's another thing, a little commercial. Okay? <laughs> just because you know about God, and just because you know about Jesus, doesn't mean you know Jesus. There's a difference. There's a difference. Head knowledge will not get you to heaven. Because here's the deal. This demon-possessed girl, she is proclaiming the truth. They are servants of the Most High God. And they have come to show them the way of salvation. But that demon was not nowhere near heaven as anybody else. Okay? Alright? A a demon has a home one place, and that's in where? Hell. Not in heaven. And so even from that standpoint, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to help you with this too. And I, I, I don't know, I didn't think, 
this may be a salvation, I don't know what it is, but if the only thing you know right now is right here, and you don't have it right here, you don't have it at all. That's reality. <laughs> Here's the, well, Buchanan, I know all the Bible verses. Well, Buchanan, I come in here and I raise my hand. Buchanan, I sing the songs. Buchanan, I brought my Bible. I even know where to find the book of Acts. Like, I know all that stuff, Buchanan. Great. You have a lot of head knowledge. But that doesn't mean you have a relationship. And so even for, from this standpoint, so this whole, you know, and, and, and here, uh, be careful. Be careful of, 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 of the people that they can, they, can, they can talk a good game. Be careful of the people that can talk a good game. Because just because they can talk a good game does not mean they know Jesus. Okay? And here's the thing, too. This is really interesting. Okay? And we don't, we don't like to, t well, I shouldn't say we don't like to talk about it. We should talk about it more. Okay? If you know Jesus, your actions should be different. Period. They should be different. If you say, I know Jesus and live like hell on earth, let me help you with this. You may not know Jesus. And if you do live like hell on earth, here's, let me help you with this. That means that God is punishing you heavily. The word is chastising you, okay? He is, he is, he is making your life miserable right now because you're not following after him. Well, my life's not miserable and I live like whatever. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. If you can live like whatever and, 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 and you can sin, and, 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 but I know Jesus. Yeah, you know Jesus, you're right. You do know Jesus, but you don't know him. Because here, listen, we talked about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is, it will guide us. We talked about that last week. But here's another thing the Holy Spirit does. The Holy Spirit will convict us. Nobody ever, ever has to tell me when I'm sinning. David doesn't have to come up to me and say, hey, Buchanan, I just want to let you know that was a sin. Never has to do that. Never has to do that. The Holy Spirit convicts me. And let me tell you what the Holy Spirit convicts me of. The Holy Spirit, here's what's here's really cool about the Holy Spirit. I don't know all the Bible. I don't know if it's a sin or not. That's great, because the Holy Spirit knows this book. And so if there's, a, there's sin in your life, and, and, it's, and you don't know if it's in the book or not, the Holy Spirit does, and he convicts you of things you may not even know conceptually. But he convicts us. We're almost done. We're almost done. We're going to get done early. Verse 18. Verse 18. Now notice this. And this did she many days. Okay, so, so there, here's this, 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 this demon-possessed girl who is, who is following Paul and Paul and Silas and Timothy and Luke around proclaiming this over and over and over and over. But Paul, being grieved, turned and said to the Spirit, I command thee, in the name of Jesus Christ, to come out of her. And he came out the same hour. Now here's, here's the deal. Why, why did that happen? Because I think Paul was a little conflicted. Because it came to the point of saying, okay, she's proclaiming the truth. But yet, the, the, from the standpoint, okay, she's proclaiming the truth, but on the other side of it, what... Her proclaiming the truth is putting more damage to the cause than benefits. I'm going to get on my soapbox a little bit. I shouldn't say soapbox. But unfortunately, the people that are damaging the, the cause of Christ are not the lost. 
It's a lot of the saved. It's a lot of the people, and I say a lot of the saved. I should say that. It's the people that are proclaiming the truth that they don't even live. Don't even live. I shouldn't have said it like that. Because my thing is, is that if you can, if you can willfully d- turn people away from Jesus by twisting the truth, I would really question if you know Jesus. Because here's the thing, and let me help you with this too. Let me help you with this too. And this is some things from the standpoint of having to deal with something that happened this week. But you need to look to this. If somebody's telling you something and you can find it in the book, mark it down. That's good. But if you start to listen to somebody and they're starting to say things like, God told me this and God told me that, be careful. Be careful, okay? Here's what you, 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 mean, you know the only definitive way I know if God told me or not is if it's in this book. It's the only way I know. It's the only way I know. And so Paul was like, look, she's doing more damage. Or I should say he, she, he, okay? The demon is doing more damage than good. And so he says, come out of her, and he does it. Now, in conclusion, in conclusion, Both these women, two women, one Savior. Both of these women were impacted by Jesus. Both of these women were impacted by Jesus. Now, one, one was impacted from the standpoint that she was religious in nature. She was, she was older. She was successful. She was a businesswoman, so she, she was able to make her own way. All these things, she was impacted by Jesus. By Jesus. Because she heard, she was worshiping God Jehovah, and she didn't know about Jesus. And so Paul comes and talks about Jesus, and she said, wait, he is the Messiah. I need to put my faith and trust in Jesus. And she's baptized. She identifies herself through baptism. And so she was impacted by Jesus. But this young damsel was impacted by Jesus as well. Because uh, uh, by what power was that demon cast out of her? By the power of Jesus. By the power of Jesus. And so whether, whether you're the religious, the religious, successful businesswoman, got it all together woman here, or you're the woman that, and I'm, that's going to sound bad. I'm not saying that you're demon-possessed. That sounds bad, all right? But if you're a young woman that's, that, that's, 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 that has, that's being oppressed, both answers are Jesus. Both answer Jesus. No matter where, whatever where you, place you find yourself. If you're the religious, whatever like that, but you haven't found Jesus, Jesus is the answer for you. If you're a young damsel that's, uh, you know, that's being uh, ridiculed, used, whatever it may be, the answer for you is Jesus too. Jesus is the answer. Who's doing my, who's doing my invitation? You about ready there, Clint? You didn't know. Everybody stand. Everybody stand. Everybody stand. This is our invitation. I'm going to keep it short and simple. I'm going to keep it short and simple. What can Jesus do for you today? What can Jesus do for you today? We talk about salvation. You know what Jesus can do today? He can save your soul. He can save your soul. If you don't know Jesus... And when I say, if you don't know Jesus, there's a difference between knowing about Jesus 
and knowing Jesus. If you've been going through the motions, if you've been doing the, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this and do that and all that kind of stuff, and I come to church, and I want, religion's not going to get you into heaven. But, but when you get to the end of your life and you say, uh, I, when, when he says, depart from me, I never knew you, what do you mean I was in church every Sunday? What do you mean I sang all the songs? What, what do you mean I, I have a Bible? Like, I, I know where things are in the Bible and all that kind of stuff. He's going to say, but did you have a relationship with me? I, I went through the motions. He's going to say, depart from me, for I never knew you. Religion does not get you into heaven. And, here's, and I'll be honest with you right now, it's easy to get there. It's easy to get there. Because I think some of y'all, the reason why you got saved because somebody else did. That wasn't a good enough reason. Well, why'd you get saved? Well, my daddy was the pastor. Or why'd you get saved? Because, you know, I went to youth group and they kept on talking about it. So I just said, that's a good idea. Okay? No, there's a di- salvation is not just a, a happened to, hey, this is a good idea. I did that. I've got, I've got the, <laughs> I've got an experience to write down. I, we, here it is. I've got that story. 14 years old. Somebody said, you need to get saved. I'm like, what's that? He said, pray this prayer. I was like, okay. What do I do next? Get baptized. Okay, six months later, get baptized. And at 16 years old, I realized I was lost and going to hell. Now, here's the deal. <laughs> Maybe I was just so naive that I didn't let pride get in the way. That at 16 years old, I was like, hey, I'd rather, I, 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 but, you know, it, it's, it's funny. The longer we stay in religion, the more it keeps us there. Because we're in this place and going, okay, maybe, but, but when I was 14, uh, I, didn't, I didn't go from the whole thing of what are people going to think about me? I'll tell you this, I, I'm, I, I, I waited years to get baptized. And you know why baptism was so hard? Because I was a leader in the church. I was supposed to already have that done and taken care of. Pride got in the way and I wouldn't be obedient. And what God called me to do, as soon as I got saved at 16, I should have got baptized. We got baptized a year and a half before that. So what? Salvation, baptism. It goes in order. So, <laughs> what do you need to do with Jesus today? Do you need to accept Him as Savior today? Do, do you need to... Do you need to to, to maybe realize that, hey, I haven't really put Jesus in the center of my life. He's kind of he's on the peripheral. Jesus is one of the things I do, but I also do this, and I also do that, and I also do this. Now, let me help you with this. You, you, when you go to work, guess what? Jesus is in the center. When you come to church, Jesus is in the center. When you go in your home, Jesus is in the center. He's in the center every single time. No matter where you go, he's always in the center, right? Always in the center. What are you going to do with Jesus? Here's, here's what's interesting about this whole deal. Okay, Lydia made a choice. Here, here's what's really cool about, about Lydia. Lydia didn't just decide to get saved. She said, hey, I want to grow in my relationship with Christ. And maybe that's something you need to do. Maybe you need to go, hey, you know what, Jesus? I'm not about just having a moment in time where I know Christ. Jesus, I want to have a relationship with you. Like we say personal relationship with Jesus, and we think, okay, I'll come in. I didn't come into a personal relationship with my wife one day. July 29th, 2000. You're my wife. Talk to you later. I'm still her husband, right? I'm still, I'm, that, I'm, my relationship is growing, right? 
I have a, a, one thing about a relationship. It shouldn't, if there's not a beginning and an end. It should start and continue. Amen? So maybe you need to say, hey, I want to, God, I know I have a, I know I've, I got saved, but I want a relationship with you. Yeah, and I'm not, I, I don't, I, I want to be really careful about this. I don't want to guide you and direct you in what you need to do. I want you to do what God's telling you to do. That's what I want you to do in this morning. So here's the deal. Come down these, these steps. We'll pray with you. Go to these bricks. You can pray all by yourself. <laughs> Let's just go with it. Y'all ready?